Preparing live stream. Preparing. Still preparing. Oh, halfway prepared. Kind of. Still halfway. Oh, done, apparently. <laughs> and we are live now. Awesome. It claims we're live, so I guess it might be true. Welcome, everybody. This is ENTP CS Joseph, and we are joined today by ENTP Kat Abianic. Um, and we're going to try not to argue with each other. <laughs> while discussing marketing and sales concepts <laughs> because I don't like bad psychology for sales which is the last show I did randomly in a whim and I'm kind of you know got a got a hair up a place that don't shine and decided that it'd be important to randomly continue to talk about the same kind of thing because honestly it sparked a lot of conversation I was looking at the comments for the bad psychology stream that I did recently, guys, and it's so interesting. I was not expecting so many people to like agree with, uh, you know, where I'm coming from, expressing my frustration with sales and marketing issues the way it's going to be. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to work to solve the actual problem here and uh, kind of move forward from there. So I figured, why not? Uh, so yeah, uh, that being said, uh, I just want to uh, bring Kat with you folks uh, in here tonight and uh, introduce her to you. She's uh, one of, uh, well, one of the experts that I look to in uh, my life for helping uh, get my content out to as many places and people as possible. She's been someone who's really been helpful to me uh, in that regard, uh, which has been great. And let's be honest. We're two ENTPs. It gets a little crazy for us. It's like, okay, hey, I'm going to be 10 late. It's mate. I'm going to be 10 minutes late to this meeting. And then she's 10 minutes late to that meeting. And then that's just what we do. We just late each other. It's great. And try not to argue because that's literally what happens. And uh, I mean, hey, but that's the thing, guys. Remember, two ENTPs, you know, having a friendship, super high camaraderie. We challenge each other like crazy. And, um, and I think, I think this live stream actually is kind of as a result of that challenge. Um, learning from your own type, guys, let me tell you, is extremely valuable. It is extremely valuable. And you get to come to have these high realizations about things. The other really cool thing is, is that struggles that they've had in the past that they've already solved, they already give you the solution, this nice little prepackaged thing that you could take. And then like, wow, it's great. And then vice versa. So that just kind of gives you guys a little bit of a, a look into our relationship and the power of camaraderie, even though I haven't exactly done that yet. Yeah. Oh, do you remember our first conversation? Okay, the other thing I love about being an ENTP, talking to an ENTP, I know what you're thinking about. I understand your train of thought. You're one of the only people I take turns with. I'm like, you need your moment to shine. You need that. I know what you need, right? So during our first ever conversation, Chase gets on and, you know, I'd paid to be tight, right? So I booked a coaching session with Chase and we jump on and he looks at me and I'm looking at him. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, you know, we kind of like recognized our own. And then I immediately gave him like three book recommendations. I told, told him like his new workout regime and how it had to go down and exactly what he had to do to fix these top two or three issues in his life. And then he immediately fixed my life. And then we both had a breath and he goes, you're an ENTP. So that's <laughs> how I got <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me give you this great, vibrant future, package it up and shove it in your face. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Okay. 
all right, we both have homework. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop. That's literally every time we have a conversation, I'm like, why? I'm living with so many jobs again. It's just, it's a good thing. thing. Yeah, for sure. So trying to thought <laughs> i know right and, and and don't forget guys i mean this is entp on entp so we're gonna like you know be fumbling over each other and interrupting each other like constantly so i mean that's normal i let's let's see if you guys could spot the cognitive transitions just as we get through this come on you know let's see if you guys could do it <laughs> but anyway um so as you guys know, I put out that thing on Facebook like last week or two weeks ago, complaining about sales and marketing and the like. And, uh, you know, I, through that frustration, I, I was talking to Kat about that. And I was like, Kat, what do we do? Because it's one thing for me to just go out there and just start complaining about it to everybody because, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Mr. C.S. Joseph. You're so biased because you just complain about everything instead of actually doing something about it, which, as we all know, is not actually true, but a certain group of people in response to a certain quadra lecture may have that opinion of me, but, uh, or, or other certain individuals, uh, as a result of certain videos in season three may have that opinion of me. But at the end of the day, I am glad that this audience recognizes that at least I'm going out of my way to provide solutions to the problems while for everything that I actually complain about. And, uh, it's through this, um, area of, uh, you know, complaint that, you know, Kat and I got our heads together and it's like, we're going to solve this problem. And we came to realize what the actual problem is. And it's just people just don't understand each other in such a way, which we already know that, of course, but when it comes to actually having those conversations with your customer and getting to know them and actually finding their need and filling it, a lot of people don't do that. And like I said, you know, everyone's being treated like cattle, like an, it's just this numbers game. And we decided, you know what, we're going to bridge that gap. We're going to get between, uh, you know, you and your customer or you as the customer and whoever is selling and create a new standard to bridge that gap so that an actual understanding and conversation could take place. I mean, that'd be nice. So and uh, I mean, I, I've had a few examples of where that's important. If you guys remember, I shared recently on uh, on the last stream I did about this guy, and I got his name for it. He's an ENFP, Jeff Latham. Jeff Latham, and he's a, he's a realtor from Washington State, and he's like this guy. He's like, hey, I'm gonna sell to you guys with, uh, uh, um, you know, like he's talking about uh, you know houses and whatnot, and. It's all about flipping homes and making money, making money. And he's only going to attract people that help him, you know, that are only interested in making money instead of attracting people who want to like raise a family in a particular community. And he's messing out on all that business and he's getting, you know, more of a, a, a shallow approach, not saying that people who are only interested in making money with houses and real estate sales and whatnot, trying to be a high roller if the real estate is a shallow approach. But I'm just saying it's, it's not, it's not the same as like, you know, as a, what do you, how do you call it, Kat, with, with community creation or I forget, I forget yeah, what you call it. Connection and community. It's an entirely different vibe from showing up in a way that's just signaling the significance that you're chasing or, you know, chasing certainty. So when we're only chasing financial outcomes, um, you know, this is foundational Tony Robbins stuff, which he's taken from other sources, obviously, as any good marketer will. But significance and certainty is really good to kind of signal your position on certain things. But, um, but if you want to like really, yeah, they're just, they're such different ends of the spectrum. So when you're only targeting one, you're pretty much isolating so many 
you know, different people, but not everybody's about that life, right? And like some types are maybe more about that life than others. They might want to show up in a way that looks like that. You're the expert here on that, aren't well, you? Well, you brought up a good point. You said like isolating people. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's, that is the problem. The alienation and isolation that people naturally do that they don't know that they do it. I mean, a, a great example would be the quadra lectures I did recently because a lot of people say that my, my quadra lectures are overly negative. And I'm like, guys, I'm trying to show everybody how you come off to other people from an outside look in, you know, so a lot of people don't really understand how their behavior comes off to others externally. And I'm trying to give everybody a fair opportunity to actually see how it comes off. So when I label Wayfair as shallow, for example, you know, they, or greedy, for example, they, uh, they're like, no, that's not really how it is. But the thing is, they may not feel that way. They may not believe that for themselves, but that's how they naturally come off to other people. And they're not aware of that. It's kind of like how, you know, you walk around and it's almost as if some people wish they had like a camera recording themselves, everything they do so they could rewatch the recording later to make themselves better. I mean, INJs <laughs> do that, you know, like, have you ever, you ever thought of that, you know, trying to like see how you look through other people's eyes? I mean, I know as a child, let's be honest, I was like super embarrassed uh, recording my voice. What? <laughs> I wouldn't watch that back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I, no, I was scared. I was so scared. I, I am old enough to admit that my parents had an answering machine for our phone when I was younger. And I would sometimes hear myself on the answering machine because I'd pick up the phone before they, as it just hit the answering machine and hear my own, my own voice and just cringe at the sound oh, of my own God. voice. You know what I mean? And I, and I think a lot of people have that same behavior. That's because their, their internal eyes that they have towards themselves are not the same to their external eyes. And that's what I'm trying to do, folks. I'm trying to train your external eyes so that you can understand how you come off to other people. It's so it's hard. It's so hard. Like we kick into ego so hard over this, right? Like it brings up all our bare basic, whatever our objections are, our go-to stock standard bullshit stuff. We yeah. just trick it and it kicks us in it, right? And we're just flailing around in our own pain points. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's exactly it. You know, and it's the same thing with sales and marketing because people are like, well, you know, uh, it's just a numbers game with sales and marketing and a mutual friend of ours, actually, um, I, I was talking to him about, you know, getting into one day, getting to the two comma club. Um, and this is Dion and Dion made a made a point to me and he's like, listen, you know, the two comma clubs, great and all, but you have to ask yourself how many people have gotten that award, but have spent all of the money that they've made from their sales funnel on advertising and they actually have no real profit. Thank you. That's a problem. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, you're right. I'm tired of being treated like cattle. Like I'm really tired of it. And that's what it is. If you pay for so much advertising, you treat everyone like numbers, you stuff their inbox, you stuff their, their mailbox with mailers and whatnot. What are you doing? I mean, the most praying is what you're doing. You are spraying a fire hose of data and you are oh. praying that you're hitting the right message. Spray, spray and pray, spray and pay. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I love that. Recently. Yeah, spray, spray and pay. My goodness. And everyone's like, well, 
well, okay, yeah, that's how it goes. Like, honestly, guys, you know, it's important to understand who you're going through. Like, here's a great example. An ENTP realtor, because I was talking about realtors. Do you know what he did? Let me tell you guys what he did. There's Amazon hubs, right, at like um, um, apartment complexes. They have Amazon hubs there uh, because leasing offices don't like taking everyone's packages. So they just install Amazon hubs to take all the packages and whatnot. And what this guy did, he went to all the Amazon uh, workers who deliver and he, he said, hey, I will pay you to put my business card into every single box that you open up and put someone's package because he knew that people living in an apartment complex would want to buy a home one day. So he put in these business cards and all the Amazon hubs and it translated immediately to sales because he knew his market, he knew his audience, he knew what he was going for, he had it pretty targeted. But even then, that still didn't apply to a lot of people because some people would reactively neg- would, would uh, react to that negatively. Like for example, STPs would react to that negatively because it's like, wow, way to like invade my mail, my, my little package box here. Thank you. And they get all upset about that. Well, other people would really appreciate it. You know, uh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I should look into buying a house instead of, you know, paying rent. I'm sure the apartment complex really liked that idea. Isn't that funny? Because I know an STP who has a seven-figure business and he actually unfollowed everybody on social media because he does not enjoy consuming information he hasn't chosen ever. He just doesn't want to do that. He only follows his wife. That's it. And it's great. You know, like he's got friends, but he's hit unfollow on everything unless he gets notified. Like how hard is that to market to? But personal connection... You know, met him in real life, have connected in with other ways. So, yeah, so exactly. Doable with that stuff, and you've got to figure out: Do you value them enough? Are they someone you want to connect with? I can tell you, a lot of people try and connect with him. Yeah, that's 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 it's really interesting. I mean, like even for myself, I, I'm becoming a public figure. I I actually had the uh, the honor of um, teaching in a high school today. Um, wow. Yeah, I taught in a high school. Um, I was given about 20 minutes to speak uh, in a classroom. And I spoke, um, there was a few adults in the classroom, the adults were cringing. (laughs) I kind of threw education under the bus because I'm like, yeah, well, some of you are forced to show your work. And some of you are naturally inclined to doing that because you're TE users, That the TI users are not inclined to show their work on their math homework, but then you get accused of cheating anyway, even though you didn't actually cheat and you're just doing it in your head. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of sucks. The education system does that to you, right? And the adults were like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, but situations like that, you know, having an opportunity to have that personal, you know, relationship, uh, you know, with your with your followers, or your customers, whatnot, it's important. But you know, I'm becoming a public figure, and they're asking me like, "Are you famous?" And I'm like, "Oh gosh!" But then like, I go out in public, and I, I mean, I moved out here to kind of get away from all that no it's following me around out here i got people following me at coffee shops i got people following me around at the grocery store it's it's very interesting i even today someone recognized me a a waitress recognized me at a restaurant today you know and it's like whoa this is getting a little crazy so yeah everyone is you know trying to like get their piece of those, you know, influencers out there, you know, and, and trying to, you know, get their interest or their own personal agendas out of it. But then if you think about it, 
that's kind of like a customer or a customer client or fan outreach, you know, to the public figure or, or the, the celebrity, et cetera. But then it's the other way around. There's the public figure celebrity or the service or the seller or the business reaching out to the customer. And then they, and then, but, but that's not just good enough. If you're just reaching out to the customer or the client, it's a numbers game. When you're reaching out, when you're trying to turn them into fans, it's a completely different ball game, you know? And that's one of the things I remember you teaching me, Kat. You, I remember you teaching me, this was like over a year ago. And you tell me like how to uh, avoid, um, uh, how to avoid, uh, you know, how at each time in those situations, uh, we find ourselves like, hey, um, you know, it's more important to develop that community of fans first and interface with them and do a lot for them instead of and getting to know them and what their needs are. And I remember Kat constantly telling me, you know, Chase, a lot of people are telling you to do this or telling you to do that. But honestly, you know your audience, you know the people that follow you, you know your true fans. Do right by those people and stop trying to like listen to people trying to tell you, oh, make it a numbers game or, or, you know, and then, cause I don't want to feel effy child guilty over like, oh, hey, you know, I'm just going to treat y'all like cattle. That's not what I want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, because like, it's all about your perspective, right? Because even if you look at like those people that you bump into and look, I have that on occasion, I don't have a big audience, but I have audiences in niches, right? So if I show up somewhere and there's something on in that niche, they all know me. That's how it works what you get on the internet phrase of the week. So um, when those people see you, like on some level, they feel like that they're gaining some level of like significance and certainty. Other people, they just feel community and connection with you because of what you created based on what you put out there in the world and create. If you've Ty Lopez your way, I mean, I don't know what goes down in his communities, but I've never seen a community I can join. I just see imagery and I see... Um, like stature and I see or status and what he's created like on socials probably got amazing courses but he's very much signaling to people his status and his significance and the certainty he has that he can get you to gain significance right and then you've got other people like the Russell Brunsons who market around community and connection and creating a true ecosystem which is what resonates with me so that when people reach out to me and you what do they say to us? They don't walk up to Ty Lopez and go, I feel like I know you. Oh my gosh, when you talk, it's like I'm listening to one of your webinars or I'm on there chatting with you live in a Q&A. That's what people say to us. I don't even know if they say that to you, but I know that they do. They walk up to me and they go, I can't believe you're exactly the same in real life as you are on the internet is the number one thing I hear because I show up and I connect and so does Russell Brunson. Like everyone does in those different ways because that's what we are wanting to create. And that message is so clear. We have the clarity on that because we know our true fans. And when you have clarity on who your true fans are, that message gives you your certainty. I know who my people are. You know who your people are, yeah? Like yeah. inside and out, you know, the messaging, you know, the language of your community, you know, what they want to know, you know, I can list it back to you. We talk about it so often, but when your message has true certainty, is it just your 
audience that it resonates with? Like how many views are on your top YouTube video right now? Oh, shoot. Last I looked like 120,000 views for like, who are the INTPs, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Right? Last time yeah, I looked. So, cool. But 120,000 views, you don't have 120,000 followers right now. Right. I'm sure will when people are watching this replay in a couple of years, but right now, no. Um, so what happens is that you've like gotten certainty, like, you know, your messaging, you've been in there digging around in your community. You've like refined it. You've heard back, like you've been speaking their language, you know, like you're in there talking to your true fans and that message refined so much. What happens when you deliver something like that? It gets liked, it gets shared. Like you don't just go viral on algorithms. It's not a thing. People have manually emailed that to each other. They've hit share link, copy link, save link. They've sent it to loved ones. They've like, you know, clarity I, extends your audience beyond your fan base. Right. Well, I mean, it's interesting what you say about certainty because like, if you think about it, like from a social engineering standpoint, I was actually talking about this in this high school class earlier today, talking about, you know, if you're talking to someone that you're psychologically compatible with, and you know that you're psychologically compatible with them and you know that they're compatible with you and they're sending and receiving that, that, uh, that communication, that everything as a result, you know, that compatibility, it adds to your certainty, right? Because yes. you're speaking with confidence, how, and that's, that's powerful, not just from, you know, friendships and intimate relationships, but that's extremely powerful with business and, and sales and marketing. And do you think that's where that comes from? You know, that level of certainty. 100%. Like, and like when we look at it, like what does knowing your personality type help you with ultimately? It helps you self-actualize, right? Like it helps you identify all the parts of yourself and step into what you could be on a greater level. Like knowing yourself allows you to self-actualize. So the more we know ourselves, like firstly, we need to know who we are. Like, personality type, not personality type, knowing everything about yourself. You just inherently, the, the clearer your messaging personally, which typing helps with so much, the more clarity you have on your external messaging. The more cadence, the stronger a cadence, that back and forth you have with people who speak your language, which is having people that you can truly connect with the more clarity you get on your messaging and the more certainty your message, um, the more certain your message becomes. If we switch from marketing, we start talking about sales. Let's talk about scam artists. Okay, yeah. What would you say are the top two things? What are the top two reasons someone hands over money to someone asking for $100,000 for a house and land they've never seen? And uh, they're like, whining and dining them that promising them that like why do people do that um like why why do the scam artists do that or why do they allow that to happen to them well i mean the thing about a scam right is that you don't like a little small part of it is having to overcome that little bit of greediness to go all right well i'll just trust it because if it's real it would be so amazing but inherently like if we had to choose then it's the certainty and conviction with which this person relays their message, um, that, that clarity and that certainty, right or wrong, 
they've got it. Like they can walk into a room and own it, right? Like they're convincing themselves of this stuff. And then underneath that, it's the messaging and it's the, the irresistible offer that they're handing. But if I, if I, you know, if some random walked in and offered me an irresistible offer, I'd be like, dude, no. If you layer on that their sheer clarity and certainty and I hand an objection and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been gone. This has gone over before. It's fine. It's okay. I've dealt with this before. I'll show you how this works. And they showed me with clarity and certainty how that worked and they broke it down. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But they also have influence, right? Layer on some influence, Chase. This guy has actually helped a friend before. Something else has gone down. Like you factor in those things together. And I'm using an extreme example because I feel like it and I can, right? But clarity and certainty is such a powerful tool and it's our biggest, biggest superpower because whenever you, whenever self-doubt creeps in, there is an entire industry of, of self-development out there designed to emotionally clear you because you've got emotions coming up and instead of taking action in the fear to create certainty, you go and clear them. And then instead of taking action in the fear, you go and, you know, like whatever we can do to gain certainty is a good thing. And having that, I'm going to waffle about this all day, but when you have, you know what it's like, tell us what it's like when you're talking to like your people. How many are in your audience? Like, I love watching it. Well, I, there's, there's a lot of, um, I mean, well, I mean, if, if you don't mind back to, back to certainty, uh, you're talking about, you know, the scam and that approach. I do have a personal experience with it. I, I bought some, you know, I bought some, uh, some info products online, some teaching online, going through a sales funnel and the like about, uh, you know, exercise and fitness. And then I come to realize like, you know, they, they had like an advantage. They had a, a secret sauce that was the source of that certainty and clarity, as you would say it. And for them, it was steroids. They used steroids as a way to give them this, you know, shortcut to be able to sell a product that doesn't actually benefit anybody. They look, they look the part, they talk the part. Ultimately, they, they seem they are the part, even though they're not but people can't really verify whether or not they're taking steroids or the like, you know, and that's kind of like my, my thing is, you know, Hey, if you want me to buy info products for someone who's in fitness, they have, they had to have been morbidly obese in their time and be able to subsequently prove in some capacity that's mostly trustworthy that they never, that they were all natural, never on steroids. But then again, wait a minute, that's kind of like asking for the impossible here. But the bottom line is I learned my lesson. The thing is, is that, you know, as much as, as much as, people use these, you know, social engineering techniques to create certainty and to create that clarity. And at the end of the day, they still have the burden of delivering, you know, on what they're saying. And, you know, and that's, and that's where the testimonials can, can come through and kind of help verify that. But even then, you know, like having that certainty, not everybody's willing to, you know, be that shady about it. Not everyone's willing to take the steroids. Not everyone's willing to straight up lie. And that's the thing. And I think, I think that's what you and I Kat, are trying to do here. 
we're trying to bridge that communication gap so that people don't have to feel like they're cutting corners or have to cut corners or feel pressured to cut corners to be able to make it so they can actually, you know, communicate with their clients, their customers, uh, generate true fans uh, and generate ideal customers because they know confidently uh, 100% with full clarity that they are actually able to speak the language of these people and be able to provide that true value to them so that they're not tempted to cut corners because they've spent so much time and effort and money, uh, blood, sweat, and tears trying to, you know, make their product or service or get it out there. But then, Hey, you know, in order to social engineer people to sell to them and whatnot, I got to cut corners and take steroids just to be able to make sure that I could sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's actually, you know what, like here's one of the biggest blockers I find with my clients. So I have nine one-to-one clients that I coach. I've got 60 going through a program right now designed to help them scale to five figures a month. I've got almost a thousand people that have gone through my main social media course, right? One of the main questions they have for me or one of the main objections or blockers that comes up when they start learning how to sell not just market, but genuinely serve, you can market all, your, all you want. But if you're not enabling yourself to make sales and create something of the value people need, you're not truly serving them. One of the biggest objections they have is, yeah, but it feels so icky. Yeah, but it just feels sleazy. Oh, I kind of feel scammy. Well, maybe your messaging isn't in alignment with how you should right. be delivering your message like for me if I'm not like ridiculously sincere if I don't have the ability to like do this and talk about the things I'm passionate about if somebody makes me describe the technical like back end of my product and like what they're going to get do you know what makes me cringe do you know what I dislike actually I hope every future student watches this and never does it to me again oh my god um when I get like an email and it goes hey Kat um, I'm just checking your new course outline. It looks amazing. I'm just wondering, is it going to get me this hyper-specific small result that's fairly irrelevant to my business, but my entire decision is going to hinge on it? Please reply in the next 28 minutes and let me know. I'm like, what? Really? Like, do we need to get this bogged down in detail? I'm selling an outcome. I'm not selling technical stuff. So that's how I work, but I know that. And like, you've massively helped me like get clarity on that when people are presenting their messaging like out there, if they're not doing, if they're doing it in a way that feels icky, they're probably attracting people that that icky messaging resonates with, you know? Exactly. Know. You said it, you said it yourself. They, they feel sleazy. And my theory is, and I wonder how the audience feels about this. If you're, if you're in a position where you're selling something to somebody, if you're, if you're, if you're messaging or you're the way that you're going about selling or the way you're going out marketing to somebody, uh, and you're trying to convince somebody to buy something, obviously there's people out there, especially Templar types where they have to really care about what they're selling in order for them to actually be willing to sell. I mean, I see this all the times with STPs, especially and STPs make great salespeople, especially sales engineers. Um, but, um, uh, and in some cases, we'll see Wayfarer types like ESFPs uh, and ENTJs especially also need this too. But when I think that my theory is, is that people feel sleazy about positioning their products and services from a social engineering standpoint, because deep down, they know 
they're actually treating their customers like numbers. They're treating their customers like cattle. And I think that they understand unconsciously or subconsciously actually, because most people sell to their subconscious, let's be straight. Subconsciously, because they're trying to aspire and be something different than they are to make that sales pitch basically. And it's usually through their subconscious that they do a sale is that when they're going through that sales process, they feel bad about themselves or they feel guilty about themselves because they know that their message subconsciously is just not on target. It's, it's a, they know that they're treating people like cattle. And I think that theoretically speaking is the okay. primary way why people even don't want to get into sales to begin with. Yes, yeah, same, same. Like this, I was just looking at this. You know what this is? This is every student of mine. In I'm my glad home. you said that because the audience has been asking about that. Well, have they? Okay, so there's, I think there's 60 names up here. These are students in my current round designed to help them um, grow a, a very specific type of community. But like, I need, I need to focus on community because I feel so incongruent with my own value system. If I sell my info products based on, I will make you rich. I don't know if they're going to get rich. Are you going to do the work? I don't know. I work my butt off in some weeks. I'm not rich. Like <laughs> I, I can't congruently tie my messaging into that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've got two kids and I'm a mom. Like I could stand on a yacht with some models, but I don't know if they're going to buy what I'm selling. For me, community is everything. And knowing that what's in my value system is that I, I see them. Like I see them and I understand them and I'm, I'm available. They can DM me. That's that. Oh my God. When I got clarity on that, I just started showing up everywhere. It didn't even matter as much anymore, Chase. Before I was like, oh, am I doing a webinar? Oh, I need to like run a, a launch. I need to do a free course. What's my positioning? What now? I'm like, I don't care. I DM people. I DM someone last week who was like, hey, I just got referred to you. I'm like, yeah, here's the link. They bought it, no chats. They already had that trust and all of the positioning. I had what they needed and I've got certainty that I can deliver it now, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I just, I just wish that, you know, someone told me about Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It, a long time ago. My, my favorite chapter in that book is uh, chapter nine and it's, and it's literally the word care. And his argument is, why aren't you showing up on every social media? Why aren't you reading every comment? Why aren't you responding to people? Why don't you care about customer service? And he gave this story about how one customer didn't get their wine. They weren't going to have it for a Christmas dinner. And he actually drove across the state into another state into like New Jersey or something and delivered a case of wine personally uh, because he was not going to let down that customer. And he understood the responsibility that he had specifically to the client because he was there showing up for his community because his clients and his customers were his community. And that's why he's been able to develop those true fans, specifically through the, the culture that he is creating. And I think that's what you and I are trying to do with this endeavor right now is to enable people to create a culture uh, you know, that takes their customer or their client and turns them into true fans. And Based then- on their own values, and the values of the person who is the most attracted to them. Exactly. Those values that they now represent, like when you know yourself, when you type yourself, when like the people who see you and recognize you and talk your language, 
we will see you when you can step into that and go, oh, that is me. Like every single time you type yourself or you educate yourself, like you're stepping more and more into self-actualization, right? And you're showing up more like yourself to attract your true fans, which are people, I don't know how many, how many, you know, depends on your type, but say, okay, an ENTP, if we just showed up as our, <laughs> as our slightly, you know, batshit crazy selves. Yeah, yeah our- preach it. I mean, you know, I, I have to, I have to do everything in one take, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I had, I had people tell me that, Hey, you need this green screen and, and Hey, you need to make sure your lectures are a lot shorter. They're telling me that I need to be like 15 to 20 minutes or they want me to film out this huge lecture and then they'll edit in the smaller pieces and give it out to people. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to take my iPhone and film whatever and go as long as I want, because that's just what I am. I I just show up and I'm allow myself to be who I am because knowing my own psychology is important because then I'm able to meet my own needs. You know, we talk about four pillars of self-intimacy, right? The first one is take responsibility for meeting my own needs. How can I meet the needs of my customer client if I'm not meeting my own first, you know? I just need to let that wash over me. That was beautiful. Thank you, Chase. <laughs> was that a life lesson? <laughs> I have it. I it. No, that was great, honestly. Huh. Oh, Dr. Robert Glover, right? Like, I felt, the, I felt the, the Lego block click. <laughs> the Lego block is that a harp i hear oh i know right <laughs> oh where were we who knows I, who knows i mean this is entps folks trying not to argue <laughs> so 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 anyway um so my question cat is how how are we gonna how are we gonna help people solve this problem we've identified the problem i think we've beat the dead horse pretty well here but how are we gonna solve it like what's the what is the what is the way or at least what are the objectives um that we are going to be giving people with our solution that we've come up with okay so our solution is actual messaging once you identify yourself once you type yourself once you know what messaging gives you clarity once you know which of your cognitive functions just light you up and you can roll with in order to go and attract people who speak your language, then there are ways that you can just rinse, repeat this stuff, right? So we've gotten down in the nitty gritty of it. We're gonna get even more down in the nitty gritty of it in Ultimate Messaging Formula, but we are creating the formula to craft your message, to craft your message in your social media posts. Like, you know, I'm an ENTP. Should I be sliding in people's DMs, Chase? <laughs> Would that be effective? Uh, well, people do. Anyone for anything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, you can initiate to a bunch of people, but like us initiating with individual people, sometimes like that could creep people out. I mean, especially like if you're trying to <laughs> date somebody. <laughs> We're so intense and full on, like. We don't have that right. We cannot earn that right. Our job is to sit back and relax. So since incorporating that into my life, what's happened? I do attraction marketing. Exactly. So I do something on social media where I go into my beautiful, amazing, engaged, incredible online communities and I say, hey, guys, are you this sort of person? I've got something great for you. And then they come to me. Give them the choice. 
Yeah, yeah. It's all about presenting choices. If you're DMing somebody, you're taking away their choice. And then all of a sudden you got certain people out there who are just like, yeah, no, like I'm so uncomfortable by this. And our SE demon is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the same time. It's just like, no, what are we doing? Stop. <laughs> but it's beautiful, right? Because when somebody approaches me, I'm just like, well, you came to me. I don't care what you do at this point. You have it or you don't, because that's language that naturally fits me, right? So I get, I let people opt in or opt out. I know people who aren't quite like me. I mean, I can think of multiple people who see it as their duty to sit with someone on the phone while they sit in their pain points and wrestle with their morals and their life choices before they come to the right decision and they, they make the sale on the phone call and everyone skips off happily. And they're happy to jump on the phone with anyone and take them through that process. I can't do that. I need to heavily quit pre-qualify people before I ever get on the phone with them to take a sales call as one small example. Because if someone throws a bunch of the objections at me that I know are feelings-based, I'm like, well, why are you on the phone? Why would you bother? Like for me, I'm like, we'll just go fix your problems and come back and get on the phone again. So it's not always exactly like that. And obviously I would never say that, but that instinctively based on my cognitive functions, I'm just like, well, are you fixing it or not? What are we all here for? Right? Deep oh, down, yeah. if I'm the honest ENTP that I am. So what I'm saying is different things work for different people. You and I have collected a lot of data over a, a great amount of time. I mean, every single person in my communities that comes through types themselves, they're verified as needed by you as well. And watching their marketing styles and the messaging on what works and what doesn't has been truly powerful. And I'm actually incredibly excited by what's about to drop, if I'm honest. Yeah, me too. I, I really think that finally people will have a tool that they could use to actually get full on resonation. And it doesn't necessarily have to be positioning a product or a service per se. Obviously, we're here to help people increase their bottom line and gain those true fans and increase lifetime benefit to their customer and lifetime and extract lifetime value from their customer. Absolutely, we're doing those things. But beyond that, just understanding themselves and understanding the people that they resonate with the most at a fundamental level, I think goes beyond not just business, but in every aspect of their life. And it is, it is truly useful in so many different ways. I, I think that is the true core value as to what's being presented to people is being able to have that as a nice little uh, tool in their tool bag that they can always rely on because the application is endless. But beyond that, you know, like when you're, when you're, when you're trying to like, be okay and considering entrepreneurship, for example, if you're new and you're starting out and you don't even know what to do, guess what? That's okay. You can come to know who you are right now and actually like have an interview with yourself and be like, oh, this is who I am. Oh, it's okay for me to do that. It's okay that I don't show my work on my math homework. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay for me to be independent and not have to do the right thing all the time. You know, it's okay for me to believe that rules are arbitrary, you know, things like that. And then once they come to that and then they, and then they get introduced to the people that they're like the most compatible with, it's kind of like, Oh, Hey, you know, garden of Eden, 
Hey, I'm Adam. I actually know who I am. Yay. Oh, there's someone out there who's like super compatible with me that actually wants to work with me and hire and hire me and, and be my customer for life. Who is that? Oh, here's Eve. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that same uh, introduction at that moment. And they're like, oh, wow. And then at that moment in time, those entrepreneurs, those business people, those salespeople, those marketers come to realize that, you know what, there are people out there that actually care, that actually want this, that actually are receiving a good experience by me. I don't have, and then they feel this huge sigh of relief, like this huge burden has been lifted off their shoulders. It's like, okay, I don't actually have to do the numbers game anymore. I don't have to feel like a sleaze bag anymore. I don't have to feel guilty about it anymore, or I don't have to feel bad about it anymore. And they get to the point where it's like, wow, with all these burdens lifted, it's okay if I just focus on just these people because I know I'm going to meet their needs, right? And they have at last that certainty and that clarity that they're looking for, as you put it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. By the way, like some people love, love doing what we're not such big fans of and treating people like cattle and going, all right, here's a problem. You guys are in algorithm. What can I implement to serve 87.2% of you and the rest? Sorry, go find your own influencer. I'm not for you. I'm not your marketer. I'm not your company to fix your problem. And they will meet that 87% of their needs perfectly every time, just like McDonald's with Ray Kroc and ENTJ, because that stuff is like lit. Like whoever developed that business model, right? Like you yeah. read, the, read the book, The E-Myth, and you will find out exactly why franchising models treats people like cattle and is a game changer for a world with 7 billion people in it. Like we're covering that messaging too, and that's cool because it doesn't matter what your style, obviously we're going from community and connection. It's who we are as people, but... Like the point of this was to make sure you have the tools you need to hit the ground running, not us to give you the tools we want and we wanted to create for our community. Like we're fully like, I know that you've shown me so much that it's okay that I don't market how everybody else markets. And in fact, it's like my obligation to stay true to myself and cut out messaging that doesn't serve me and not take on data even though my natural inclination is to just implement implement everything like you know it's i have the tools i need now thanks to you which is why i'm so excited to do this with you by the way i couldn't have done it with anyone else i, I certainly appreciate that um I, I think that's pretty pretty likewise um from my standpoint i mean honestly like i said when i first started out i, I was really sick i was going to lose my liver I was afraid that everything I knew about psychology was going to go to waste. So I just started uploading my brain to the YouTube channel, which ultimately brought you to me. And then all of a sudden we began this uh, relationship of mutual benefit ever since. And I think that's been very valuable for all of us, you know, as a result. Um, so anyway, I think we've, I think we've uh, beaten the horse really well here. Um, so, so what can people do to, to get involved uh, with all this and, and what are, what are they going to get? Uh, out of it. All right, cool. So firstly, I just want to talk about what a few people might be thinking, if that's okay. Sure, go for it. I'm projecting it too much out there, but I know that um, I, for one, I'm not the personality expert. Like I'm the queen of, like you asked me about something I'm truly like 100% passionate about. I will give you every statistic under the sun to validate my stance on it. Um, I love everything marketing, but I know that when I think about personality typing, I'm like, oh, yeah, but, like, if I type myself, um, like, it's not going to work as well for me as it would for, like, you guys or people like you because clearly that's what you're into. 
Um, you don't actually need to know. So I just want you guys to know, you don't need to know a lot about personality typing to get the maximum benefit, which is why we created this framework. Um, we give you, well, Chase obviously has created it. You don't want me to create that. Um, a full, like his new personality typing framework, which I know has made it ridiculous e uh, ridiculously easy. His last one was so easy. This one's even better and easier. So if you're thinking that it's going to take you lots and lots of time to have to like muddle through a bunch of information, I'm pretty sure it's just two sheets. Is that right? It's yeah, it's two sheets for the tool, but we're also including a, a new upgraded type grid with different terminology to make it more accessible. Uh, a, a Quadra Foursquare uh, is being added to it, a new temperament matrix. We're making it a lot more accessible. And uh, we may even actually include a bonus in there as well. I'm still talking to my team about that particular bonus, but uh, they're getting the, a re-release type grid that's new, updated, and then they're getting about uh, two or three sheets of the actual tool itself in conjunction within this, uh, you know, uh, this document suite that basically is, hey, here's what you need to do to craft your ultimate messaging to be able to get the message out and, and help you basically start printing your true fans uh, from a sales and marketing point of view. Yeah, so, um, and also if you are someone who would kind of feel more comfortable with like um, a bit more hands-on guidance, as in like having somebody with you, we've got a fast track session that you've got the option as you check out a booking into. So that will get rid of the learning curve. There won't be one. You can show up on the fast track, um, pre-submit your, your mm. question and um, Chase and I will be going through every single FAQ on that call, grouping them together and making sure 100% uh, anything you need a guidance on will definitely be covered. So hopefully that will make you feel a bit more comfortable with implementing it. I mean, I have a need for speed and I'm sure other movement types do. So fast track's cool with uh, going speed racer, <laughs> getting all those questions answered. So <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. So extensive Q&A session. I'm pretty pumped for that one. Me I, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it'll go a bit longer. They're my favorite, the two-hour jaunts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're coming up on time here. So uh, based on that, um, so where can anyone go to get involved with this? You can go to ultimatemessagingformula.com. Come on. Was that not the coolest URL ever in the history of this planet? <laughs> yeah, Ultimate that's like, that's, formula. yeah, that's, I mean, it's your fault that, I didn't even think of that. You're like, oh, just get just get this really cool domain. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, you know, oh, I don't need to send them to csjoseph.live. You know, oh, use this really cool domain. I'm like, see, guys, even I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Cat's pretty awesome. So I just keep telling everyone about it. I just want to name drop ultimatemessagingformula.com. So Chase, where can they buy this exciting product from today? Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, say again. Robinson, where can they buy this exciting pro uh, product from today? It's now your turn to drop out. Oh, yeah, yeah. UltimateMessagingFormula.com. I stuck it in the uh, chat. Um, also, people asking, like, when is this going to be dropping? Uh, it's going to be sometime in February. Uh, it will be dropping uh, then, so you'll expect it there. I'm um, just getting things. Sale, by the way. Yeah, it's on pre-sale. Like, like, we never mentioned that. <laughs> I never mentioned that. You She's got to keep her. Price if you want. We don't need to reward you for being true fans or anything or 
spending time with us but i mean if you want a massive fat discount go for it yeah because like at like i think it's like 29 dollars for like the first piece and uh which is like the documents all the new stuff uh and the tool and whatnot uh within within the documentation that you'll receive uh yeah. as, as an info product uh with infographics etc but uh you know that's 29 dollars. but like uh when when it's uh when it's off of pre-sale that's gonna ripple almost it's be $99 so guys get in while you still can uh for sure and that will be changing in February as well uh in the near future so um we're just double checking that we're getting the most accessible uh because you know how sometimes guys I have a tendency to overcomplicate words I have some people assisting making sure that we're making the terminology as accessible as possible and then that way we're preparing ourselves to answer the appropriate questions in the masterclass q a fast track with it as well to be able to meet your guys' needs so that you can be successful for building your communities and reaching them and uh continuing or beginning uh your trek onto um um you know entrepreneurship basically so that's just kind of what we're trying to do uh for all of you uh as a, as we ourselves continue on this journey, we want to bring you along with us. Yeah, yeah, love it. I'm out of stuff. Why yeah, I'm out of stuff. Why, yeah, why don't we argue about something? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you, you told me that it was a bushfire earlier and that it wasn't a big deal, but marketing or, or people oh, saying God. it was a big deal. And hey, Chase, you need, to, uh, you need to give money to Australia for the big bushfire. And you're like, it's just a bushfire. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, there are many. It's only half of Australia are on fire at all. But all right, we argued. It's not clickbait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. Uh, hey, hey, I did say trying not to argue. I did. I think. Do you know what we nailed it? I, I didn't. I didn't say I was going to. I'm, I'm trying to avoid it as as we you know try to like you know debate the finer points of things. Although we we do debate sometimes. Uh, we, we we debate on we do debate on business and we we debate on relationships and um, yeah although we've had some cool experiences too like Kat actually I had the opportunity over a Facetime call to watch a Joey go inside of a kangaroo with her son uh, like standing right next to the don't worry yeah yeah right next to the kangaroo I was like whoa like. I've never seen anything like it. That that was climbing right inside of the mother's pouch and getting out and eating and her son feeds the Joey. Wow. I've never seen that. Like, I don't think many Australians have seen that, Chase. That was crazy. So guys, my son has Down syndrome. He's just this empathetic, beautiful little soul that walks around whispering animals towards him like his friggin' Mother Teresa mixed up with um whoever attracts the birds and stuff in that disney movie right that is my kid would you agree oh yeah yeah yes. and he and he's this entj commanding all he surveys while doing it <laughs> <laughs> he just tells you where to go you fall into place or you just get out the house that's how it works but he walks over to this incredible little like just a little kangaroo which clearly its baby had overstayed its welcome like this kid was like bumping this joey his head was bumping on the ground as his poor mum hopped and he just walks up to it gives it a pat kind of slaps it on the bum and then he sticks his head in and starts patting this joey inside a mother's pouch which if you know kangaroos normally they would kick you in the face anyway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting conversation i've had all week i think i should wrap up 
it all happened. I've got it on video. <laughs> yeah, post it and I'll share it on Facebook for everybody to watch. Yeah, I will. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, uh, there you guys have it. UltimateMessagingFormula.com. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, new episodes for season 19 about to drop for uh, Patreon. Be on the uh, watch for that. I think it's ISTJ and ISTP are next uh, for that as well. And then uh, I believe uh, we'll have another season 22 or season 17 about the drop uh, for the YouTube channel all before the end of this month. So check out uh, for that uh, coming out uh, very soon, guys. Otherwise, thank you all for coming and uh, you all have a good night. See you guys in the masterclass. Bye. Later.